Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here, and I just wanted to stop by just to give an encouraging word. I just wanted to encourage somebody as we approach the holiday season and as we are going through so much and so many challenges in our lives, I wanted to remind us of who we are. <laughs> I wanted to remind us of who we are. Sometimes we get so caught up in the things that we are going through that we forget who we are. Father God, we just thank and praise you this morning. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to come before your people, Lord God. I pray that you will speak through me and that you will encourage the hearts of the hearer of this word today. Father God, we thank you for your majesty and your greatness, for you are a great God and you are greatly to be praised. Father God, use me to touch your people today in a mighty way. In Jesus' holy name. I won't be before you long, but I just wanted to come. I, I know that many of us, especially as we approach the holiday seasons, we're struggling uh, with some things. And, and over the last couple of years, uh, at least in our family, we have suffered uh, losses, uh, just just dramatic, un, un uh prepared losses, right? Things that have happened in the family that we never, ever, ever thought would have happened. So as we approach the holidays, it is going to be difficult for us as we reflect on the losses over the last years, a uh, few years. But I want to encourage you to just allow the Holy Spirit to flood you with wonderful, wonderful memories, wonderful memories of our loved ones. I was uh, talking to my oldest sister on yesterday, and it's funny because uh, she has a way about herself. <laughs> she has a way about herself. It's funny now. It wasn't when we were younger, but she is very matter of fact. She speaks her mind and she don't care who, who hears it. And she says things in such a way. But I thank God for the blessing of having her wisdom, of having her wisdom. Uh, she was sharing some perspective with me on how she viewed uh, me and, and, and who I was to her and, and my behavior, you know, in the past and some of the encounters that we had. And it's funny because I'm at an age where I can receive. I've always had a teachable spirit, uh, but there was something rebellious about, you know. But anyway, uh, she was sharing some things with me and, and something just really triggered that she had never shared with me before. And I had forgotten. I had even forgotten the incident. I, I remember the incident, but I had completely forgotten that I thought that she was a part of it. And so she shared with me her perspective. And I said, look at God. Look at God all these years. <laughs> Been walking around here feeling like a reject, feeling like I didn't belong, feeling like I wasn't a part. And we are more alike than, than not. Than not. But anyway, it was a great, great opportunity for me to see things differently. I pray that God will open up your eyes, open up your eyes. And in that moment, I'm telling you, it was just that quick. And I, 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 I won't repeat what she said or, or even the incident, depending on who's listening. <laughs> but what I'll say is the outcome of it, it was just that that instant, 
just that instant, this thing that I had been struggling with for years was lifted, was lifted. And not not just the specific situation, right? Because like I said, I, I didn't remember her being a party to it uh, or, or me thinking that she was a part of it. But when she shared with me her perspective and her viewpoint of how things uh, occurred, it was like, the burden of all of that pain was lifted off of me. And I thank God for that. I pray that he gives all of us experiences like that because we are carrying hurt. We are carrying pain from people who God even put in the earth to love us, to love us. There is an innate, innate. Now, we ain't going to go there with the nature versus nurture, but there is an innate love in the agape that God has given families for one another. We were born with it. We were born this way. And for the relationships that have been estranged, there is something, there is something in each of our family members that God put in them for us. Now hear me out. Hear me out. Sorry. I'm not saying that God produced humans just for your own glory. You know, our ego and our narcissism will kick in if we take that perspective. But I do believe that God created the family with a purpose. And he put something in me that every one of my siblings can benefit from. And he put something in them that I can benefit from. And when the enemy sows discord and when he creates a whole bunch of chaos and strife, then we miss out. We miss out good, bad, or indifferent. I don't care how estranged the relationship is. I don't care how bad the relationship is. I'm telling you what God intended And sin lurks in and it comes in and it destroys what God intended. I'm telling you the truth. Now, am I saying that reconciliation and restoration can happen in toxic, ungodly relationships? Absolutely not. You've got to be guarded. You've got to cover yourself and and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. And allow the Holy Spirit to cover you. And be directed by God. But what I'm saying is, is that the enemy will steal those things and and deaden and kill those relationships. It was never God's intent. So where there can be restoration and reconciliation, I would encourage you today to seek it. Pray for it. Ask God to bring deliverance and to pour down those strongholds. I had gone years without connecting with this particular sibling. And she and I, as we were, you know, younger, we didn't we didn't bond like the other children. I was always she was always the boss and I was always the rebel, you know, and we kind of knocked heads. But I thank God for what he is building in our relationship in this season of my life where I'm mature enough to accept her for who she is and to receive from her as she can receive from me. 
I pray that we have that with all of our siblings. I'm ready for it. <laughs> but we've been so toxic in the past, so immature in our interactions with one another. But, you know, deliverance will come. Deliverance will come. I just wanted to encourage someone. I really wanted to get on here and talk about healing. Because we are in a season. I, I'm telling you, every day I wake up, I'm hearing about something else. I'm hearing about this COVID and and cancer and, and you know, kidney problems and, and lung issues, high blood pressure, you know, heart issues, uh, knee issues, now hip issues. The devil is a liar. We belong to him. And it is our heritage and our right to receive healing from God. It's our it's our right to receive healing. And we have to know. We have to know and we have to believe that when we go through our most difficult times, whether it be emotional, physical, mental, or spiritual, that we should not lose faith. See, that's the time that the enemy tries to let to 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 just draw against your faith. He tr- he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I I don't know what we don't get about that. And sometimes we go through the most difficult time through our emotion, and it manifests itself physically. It impacts our mental stability. And we let those challenges cause us to lose faith in God. We feel like we can't overcome. And sometimes the pain is so unbearable. It becomes too much. That it's too much for us to bear. But I'm telling you, there is good news. There is good news in the word. And and I want to go through the word of God because as a Christian... This is a power that God has given us. It's a weapon that God has given us that will yield fruit. I'm telling you the truth. If we begin to understand and stand on the word of God, we got to do things differently. We got to do things differently. Aren't you tired of being depressed? Tired of being physically, you know, just just downtrodden, spiritually a mess? You know, we're, we're tired of that. So we've got to do something different. We gotta do something different, especially when we're enduring difficult times. Listen, listen. I want you to understand that God will absolutely put more on you than that which you can bear. The world will put more on you than that which you can bear. You will put on you (laughs) more than that which you can bear. But the great news is that we do not have to be the heavy load bearer. God is our load bearer. All we have to do is to submit to his healing virtues. That's it. That's it. The Bible even tells us about his healing and and it serves as a reminder of the capabilities of what God can do. Can you imagine somebody telling you, look, you're going to encounter things in life. You're going to go through these things. But guess what? I am the answer. 
I was about to say, I have the answer. Uh Uh-uh. It's not a, I have the answer. Jesus is the answer. He is the solution to every single solitary thing that we go through. And he has given us the scripture to inspire us. And if we would just embrace the word of God, we will receive healing in ways that we've never received it before. Healing that will help us to grow even through the tough times. I'm not talking about a religious thing. See, we get pent up on that. We get stuck there because don't nobody want to be religious. Don't nobody want to believe in a white man's religion or, or what they taught us. Come on, let's get over that. There is healing virtue in the word of God. See, I, and, 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 and I got to think through this because I want to say it the right way. God is secular in the way in which he deals with his people. Secular in a sense of full circle. He brings it back full circle. See, God spoke it. He spoke the word. He gave us the word. We speak the word. We send it back to God and it will not return to him void. What does that mean? What does that mean? Because that's a lot of uh, religious rhetoric or churchy rhetoric. What does that mean in a tangible way? That means that God created us in his image and everything that was accomplished by God was accomplished by the word. By the word. Jesus is the word. He sent the word into the earth to bring forth salvation. He spoke the word. He said, let there be light. There was light. He created the heavens and the earth just by a word. So in being in his image and having the authority, he said, greater things will you do. When Jesus left the earth, he said, greater things will you do. He gave us his word to speak the word. To speak the word and it will come to pass. That's what that means. It's so simple. It's so simple. Stand on his word. Receive the good news of his word. And from this day forward, live your life in a way that is prosperous and that enhances those around you. <laughs> what was the song that's going off in my head? Living my life like it's golden. You know. <laughs> I'm going back to Eden, living on top of the world. That's what God desires for us. All of this pain and suffering and all of this. I'm not saying that we won't have trials and tribulations because we got to know this and understand it and and balance. Some of the things that we go through in our physical bodies is because of what we do. Right now, right now for me, my body is going through the change. I believe it. I'm I'm older in age. I tell everybody I'm 25, but they know I'm not. <laughs> but I'm getting older and my body is begin beginning to go through the change and and the doctors they're trying to help me. <coughs> but they want to keep running all these tests. 
The, the test ain't, to me, the test ain't going to show them nothing more than, you know, my body is just shifting. It's, it's changing. And, you know, I may have some ailments here and ailments there, but it ain't nothing that can't be fixed, easily fixed, okay? I'm, I'm not in no dire situation, you know, but it's just that I'm older now. I can't do stuff the way I used to. So some of the things that are happening to our bodies is because of what we do, the things we ingest. Now, I've never been a drug addict. I've never been an alcoholic, you know, but I ingest some poisons in my body that I ought not. And now, you know, I'm 47 years old and my body is telling on me. It's telling on me all the stuff I did. My weight done went up. Started, they, you know, looking at my my uh, uterus and, and ovaries and all of that to see if I got problems, stuff I didn't do. My bladder, my kidneys, you know, didn't take real real good care of my body. So now I'm dealing with the consequences of it. But I yet thank God. I celebrate him for my life, my health and strength. And that's a cast statement in the church community, but I mean it. I mean it. I'm the one that's going back and saying, Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for the faculties of my mind. Talk about what kind of poisons I ingest in my body in a physical way. I also do it mentally. We sit up and we dwell on the wrong things. We dwell on the wrong things and we get so depressed and so down. I'm telling you, that conversation, it, and, and, and it wasn't that my sister said anything profound or, you know, just revelation. You know, it, 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 it was just real simple. It was just real simple. And I'm telling you, back when the incident occurred, I I believe it made me lose my mind. <laughs> I probably lost my mind behind that thing because I kept dwelling on it. I kept dwelling on it. And in my immaturity, I didn't open up to my sister and say, hey, you know, and and what did you mean by this or or did this occur or or what did you think when this was happening i didn't reach out in that way and that thing caused mental anguish in my life <laughs> i'm seeking god i'm going to god i'm asking for deliverance i'm praying i'm you know going through all of the emotionalism but i didn't have the awareness or the maturity to deal with the situation. I just want to encourage y'all. Some of us are going through unnecessary depression. When all you got to do is pick up the phone and ask a question. Some people now, are, you know, we just got to be balanced. And, and, and it's an art to this thing. It's an art to it. And, and let me take the art out of it and say, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Because not everybody is in a position of maturity to handle a mature conversation without controversy or conflict, you know, entering in. I, I don't know that my sister would have been at a place or a space where we could have talked about it. Because I, I'm sure she was offended, I was offended. And so maybe it took 10, 15 years <laughs> to, to be able to look back on it, I'm telling you, and laugh about it. Now, 
you know. But anyway, I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you because some of what we're going through, some of what we're going through can be eliminated today. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. Anyway, I got a few scriptures that I want to read, and I want us to begin to stand on this word and stand on the scriptures, okay? I want you to write them down, write them down, and get into your word. Study the word. Dissect the word. Dissect that God gave us the word as a tool. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you. Isaiah 57 Verses 18 through 19, the word of God says, I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. Oh, my God. I will guide them and reward them with comfort. Y'all hear the word? And for those who mourn, I will create reason for praise. Utter prosperity to those far and near, and I will heal them, says the Lord. So the good news in this is that the Lord heals from all things. Even in our deepest despair, he heals us, even in loss. The word of God says that he will turn our mourning to praise. So soon your mourning, what you're mourning right now, I know it don't feel that way. But it will again turn into praise for him. As we allow him to guide us through our tough times, I'm telling y'all, I I listened to um, a bishop one time and he brought some revelation about death, about death that just blew my mind. It blew my mind. But again, the the simplest things (laughs) be the things that be so profound to me. But he said, he, he, he broke it down. He said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And if you're present with the Lord, when you get into his presence, my God, you are in the presence of your loved ones because they are with the Lord. When you get into his presence, my God. You are present with those who have gone on to be with the Lord. When you get into his presence, because they're right there with them. And so are we. So find comfort in knowing that while they have left the physical ramp of this earth, they are yet here through the presence of of Jesus Christ. You want to be in the presence of your grandma? You want to be in the presence of your mom, your dad, your children, your child, whomever, your lover that you lost? If they are with the Lord, get into his presence. How do we get into his presence? For me personally, it is by praise and worship. Sometimes I just stop and I just talk to God and he's right there. Other times, I just get into his presence by just worship. I get into worship. I get into praise. Next time you are in the presence of God, ask him. Ask him to let you feel your loved ones. (laughs) To flood you with memories of who they were to you. To just bring joy, joy, unspeakable joy. 
so that you're not a uh, uh, victim to the ploys of the enemy to keep you down and depressed. When I think about the goodness of Jesus, when I think about how excellent he has been in my physical life here in the earth, I can't even imagine <laughs> how much better it's going to be when I get to be with him. There are those of our loved ones who are with him. When we say it, we say it in our minds, but we don't believe it in our hearts. But they are in a better place. They are in a better place. Because, see, it's something about knowing Jesus. It's something about knowing him, not through our sin. Because, see, right now, our relationship, our connection with him is through sin. The fact that he came and he brought forth salvation because of our sin. But death cures all of that. <laughs> when we leave this physical body, it's no longer about sin. It's about a true relationship with the Father. Now it becomes Father, Son. Father, Child, if you want to get offended because I say Son. I'm telling you the truth. Let me get on with the word because I want you to receive this word. Don't forget the scripture Isaiah 57, 18 through 19. I want you to declare that word over your life and I want you to live it out <coughs> for the rest of your days. Here's another word. Psalms 103, 2 and 3. The word of God says, let my whole being bless the Lord and never forget all his good deeds. For God forgives all your sins, heals all your sickness. We're talking about a healing God. The good news is that even though God will test us in our lives, his good deeds always outweigh any bad experiences that we go through. And that he will always forgive us and he will forever heal us. He will always forgive us. All we have to do is repent. And when I say repent, I'm not talking about just being sorrowful for what you've done, but turn, turn from your ways. All right, Proverbs 16 and 24, the word of God says, pleasant words are flowing honey, sweet to the taste and healing to the bones. Y'all hear that? Proverbs 16 and 24, it says, pleasant words are flowing honey, sweet to the taste and healing to the bones. Kindness begets kindness, begets kindness, begets kindness, begets kindness. Ain't nothing wrong with being kind. The enemy got some of us so deceived into thinking that we got to be mean and, and hard and tough with people. God ain't in that. It's nothing wrong with being kind, saying a kind word. But kindness begets kindness. Kindness. And what that means is if you're nice and you're positive and you're positive around people who God places around you, you'll benefit from the same thing. God takes care of those who lead virtuous lives. Believe that. Believe that. 
All right, here's another one. Proverbs 29 and 1. I want you all to write write these scriptures down now. We got to live them out. Tell them to become live and alive in your life. The word of God says, one who stays stubborn after many corrections will be suddenly broken beyond healing. Y'all better hear the word. It says in Proverbs 29 and 1, it says, one who stays stubborn after many corrections will be suddenly broken beyond healing. <laughs> when God tries to teach us lessons, we need to take heed. I heard somebody say, and I picked this up, you know, life will teach you. And this is in reference to my children. Life will teach you what I tried to tell you. Because a lot of times we don't want to see, especially our children, making mistakes. But sometimes folk get so stubborn and no matter how many times you correct them, no matter how many times you correct them, they just want to keep being stubborn. That takes you beyond healing. At some point, you ain't going to be able to fix it. If you keep making the same mistakes over and over again and not take heed to the correction, it will lead to destruction. It's just that simple. We have to trust God and know that he'll guide us to where we need to go and give us the knowledge that we need. He'll he'll invigorate us with energy to succeed if we will just listen. Just listen. Hosea 6 and 1 says, Come, let's return to the Lord. For it is he who has injured us and will heal us. Y'all hear that? He has struck us down, but he will build us up. He will bind us up, not build. He will bind us up. That's what the word says. <laughs> Every now and then, God has to deal us, you know, those, those tough cards that we have to deal with in our lives. But he'll be right there waiting to lift us up and pick us up again. <laughs> he, he only designs these challenges to help to strengthen us, strengthen our character, correct us, set us on the right course so that he can make us better. God answers us. He answers us. So we have to ask for healing. God, heal our way of thinking. Heal our minds. Heal our souls. In Jeremiah 30 and 17, it says, I will restore your health and I will heal your wounds, declares the Lord. He will always, always, always be there to bring us back from any loss, any loss. If it's loss of hope or faith or in family members, God will be right there. Isaiah 37, I mean, I'm sorry, Isaiah 38, 16 through 17, it says, The Lord Most High is the one who gives life to every heart. He gives life to the spirit. Look, he indeed exchanged my bitterness for wholeness. 
You yourself have spared my whole being from the pit of destruction because you have cast all my sins behind your back. At times to heal, we have to go through the very, the most difficult parts of our lives. But there's always light. God will always have a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to open up your eyes to see. Open up your eyes to receive. Jeremiah 33 and 6 says, But now I will heal and mend them. I will make them whole and bless them with an abundance of peace and security. God will always, always protect us. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, it says, No temptation has seized you that isn't common for people. But God is faithful. He won't allow you to be tempted beyond your abilities. And stay at with temptation. God will also supply a way out so that you will be able to endure it. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're going through right now. Know that not only are you not the first person who's been through it. You're probably not the only one right now who has to cope with it. And you most definitely, you're not going to be the last. Trust the Lord. Put every obstacle that is in your path over to him. Every challenge, every situation that you cannot overcome, give it to God. Give it to God. He said, God, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond your abilities. See, that's where people get twisted and they say, God won't put more on you than that which you can bear. You better read between the lines. <laughs> when my kids was growing up, it was a show, read between the lines. You better allow the Holy Spirit to interpret for you the word of God. <laughs> you better look at life because some of us get mad at God. Well, I thought your word said you won't put more on me than that which I can bear. I'm going through all of this. The devil is a liar. See, he is our strength and our weakness. We got to understand that our ability, our abilities come in, in our ability to go to him and lay our burdens down <laughs> beyond your abilities. It ain't your strength, but it is his strength. Y'all better get the revelation. You better catch it. You better catch it. Psalms 107, 19 and 21. It says, so they cried out to the Lord in their distress and God saved them from their desperate circumstances. God gave the order and healed them. He rescued them from their pit. Let them thank the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all people. All you need to do is pray and God will be right there. Just pray. Try it. Try it. I want you to come back and say, Prophetess, you said pray, and I prayed, and, and heaven was shut up to me. <laughs> it ain't going to happen because you are under an open heaven. I promise you, get a good prayer life. Get a good prayer life. That's all it needs. I remember a season in my life, I, I, uh, God didn't shut down on me. I shut down on him. 
and I stopped praying and the Holy Spirit just kept convicting me all this week, this this particular week. And it was mess going on all through, I, I mean, everywhere, <laughs> everybody around me. It was mess going on. And God said, I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I need you to intercede. I need you to get in the spirit. And I'm telling you, stuff started to shake. Stuff started to turn around. At that time, family members started to shift. <laughs> Coming to church, folks that people be looking at like, ooh, they go to church. I'm telling you, it's, it's about a prayer life. Prayer changes things. Psalms 147 and 3, it says, God heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. No matter how brokenhearted we feel. God will bring the pieces back together and he will heal us. Psalms 30 and 2, it says, Lord, my God, I cry out to you for help and you healed me. Just ask him. Ask for help and he'll make provision. Seek and we shall find. Psalms uh, 73 and 26, it says, my body and my heart fail. But God is my heart's rock and my share forever. We got to encourage ourselves and remind ourselves that we are never, ever failures. And that God can always pick us up again and help us to move forward. Exodus 15 and 26 says, The Lord said, If you are careful to obey the Lord your God, do what God thinks is right. Pay attention to his commandments and keep all of his regulations. Then I won't bring you bring on you any of the diseases that I brought on the Egyptians. I am the Lord who heals you. <laughs> Now, we're in the modern day time, and this is an exodus in the Old Testament, but just, just take that word Egyptians out and replace it for Americans. <laughs> Earthlings, people in the world. But the good news is, if we look at God, we'll find that he is always there to answer us, always. Like I said earlier, he's not, he's not giving us the answer. He is the answer. We have to have faith in his power that he will guide us and protect us from any trouble that plagues us. Isaiah 40 and 29, it says, giving power to the tired and reviving the exhausted. Come on, how many of us tired? He's given us power. We are never alone. God will always walk alongside us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He gives us strength when our mind and our body can't think and can't go forward. He'll deliver us and he'll give us the power that we need to get through these challenging times. In Psalms 91, 15 and 16, it says, whenever you cry out to me, I'll answer. I'll be with you in troubling times. I'll save you and glorify you. I'll fill you full with old age. I'll show my show you my salvation. <laughs> when your heart is under strife, call upon the Lord. Call on him through prayer and he'll answer you. He'll guide you to salvation. He'll guide you to happier times. 
to better times. We were in prayer yesterday, and we and I asked my nephew what was his prayer request, and one of his prayer requests was that people be happy. Come on now. People be happy. I'm praying that God will restore happiness, joy, peace. <laughs> we get offended in the church world when folks say, oh, you know, we're going to pray for happiness. Oh, no, we praying for joy. No, I'm praying for happiness and joy. <laughs> All right, Luke 8, 50, it says, when Jesus heard this, he responded, don't be afraid. Just keep trusting and she will be healed. Have faith in God. Sometimes we don't see the physical manifestation yet because it takes time. Some, some, some things God will heal instantly. Other things, it takes time. But he'll watch over us and he'll heal us in our times of physical and emotional pain. The word of God says in James 5, 14 through 15, it says, If any of you are sick, they should call for who? The elders of the church. And the elders should pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. Prayer that comes from faith will heal the sick. For the Lord will restore them to health. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Even those who sin can rely on the Lord to guide them and to heal them in their times of hardship and pain. The word of Proverbs 17 and 22, it says, A joyful heart helps healing, but a broken spirit dries up bones. It's not enough to love others. With all your heart. We we have to re- embrace with a kindred spirit and love ourselves. Psalms 146 and 8, it says, The Lord who makes the blind see, the Lord who sh- straightens up those who are bent low, the Lord who loves the righteous. Just know that through God... There are so many miracles that can happen. Exodus 23 and 25. It says, if you worship the Lord your God, the Lord will bless your bread and your water. I'll take sickness away from you. (laughs) He said he'll bless your bread and your water and take sickness away from you. He gives back to us who believe in his loving kindness. Isaiah 41 and 10, it says, Don't fear because I am with you. Don't be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. I will hold you with my righteous, strong hand. Have faith that God is always near. And no matter what the trials or tribulations are in our lives, we don't have to walk alone because he'll never leave us or forsake us. Third John uh, one and, chapter 1 and 2, it says, <clears throat> verse 2, it says, Dear friend, I am praying that all is well with you and that you enjoy health in the same way that you prosper spiritually. God desires that we have health and good health. 
Revelations 21 and 4, it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. There will be no mourning, crying, or pain anymore, for former things have passed away. God is watching over us like a shepherd. He's supporting us in all of the trying times that we've experienced. James 5 and 6 says, You have condemned and murdered the righteous one who doesn't oppose you. The Lord knows that we're not perfect. He admonishes us to confess our sins and allow him to purify our hearts and our minds that he will be able to reward us John 14 and 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give. I give to you not as the world gives, but, I mean, don't be troubled or afraid. He gave us the gift of peace. I'm telling you, when folks start disrupting my peace, you're like, uh-huh, you're not taking my gift. Matthew 11, 28 through 30, it says, Come to me, all you who are struggling hard, and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. I put my yoke and I and learn from me. Put on my yoke, I'm sorry, and, and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble, and you will find rest for yourself. My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Rest your souls with the Lord. And he will grant us peace of mind. He will grant peace in our bodies and even in our soul, even in our worst days. He'll bring forth salvation. Ask God to cradle you in his arms, to cover you, to shield you, to protect you, to hide you in his presence. Mark 6 and 56, it says, whatever he went. I'm sorry, wherever he went, villages, cities, or farming communities, they would place the sick in the marketplace and beg him to allow them to touch even the hem of his garment. Everyone who touched him was healed. Come on now. We just need to touch the hem of his garment. That his grace and his peace and his mercy will follow us. Psalm 6 and 2, it says, Have mercy on me, Lord, because I'm frail. Heal me, Lord, because my bones are shaking in terror. We forget who we are. We can cry out to him because he hears us. Even at our most fearful hour, he hears us. We have to reach out to him in our greatest need. I shared with you all before when I first found out about these little test results they ran on me, I was trusting God with my eyes wide shut. I was trusting him. But I'm telling you, I was, you know, I had some, some issues. Matthew 8, 1 through 3, it says, Now when Jesus had come down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. A man with a skin disease came, kneeled before him and said, Lord, If you want, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched him saying, I do want to be clean. Instantly, instantly, the skin, his skin disease was cleansed. Nobody, I mean, absolutely nobody is beyond the grace of God. We're trusting God to heal our family members. 
we're trusting him, he can do it. 2 Kings 20 and 5, this has been a word I've been standing on on behalf of my mother. It says, turn around. Say to Hezekiah, my people's leader, this is what the Lord says, the God of your ancestors, David, I have heard your prayer and have seen your tears. So now I'm going to heal you. Three days from now, you will be able to go up to the Lord's temple. Come on now. Matthew 9 and 20, uh, 9, 20 through 22. It says that the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years came up behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. She thought, if I only touch his robe, I'll be healed. When Jesus turned and saw, he said, be encouraged, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that day on. Any brush with the Holy One. (laughs) Any touch, even at the hem of his garment, will produce miracles. Trust God for the miracles. This thing is real. This thing is real. We ain't just conjured this up or make it up in our minds. We've seen God move. We've seen God heal. (laughs) Isaiah 53 verses 4 through 6. It says, It was certainly our sickness that he carried and our suffering that he bore that we thought him afflicted, struck down by God and tormented. He was pierced because of our rebellion and crushed because of our crimes. He bore the punishment that made us whole. By his wounds, we are healed. Like sheep, we had all wandered away, each going his own way. But the Lord let fall on him all of our crimes. The sacrifice that Jesus already made makes healing possible for us no matter what we're going through. Luke 4 and 41 told us demons also came out of many people. They screamed, you are God's son. And he spoke harshly to them and wouldn't allow them to speak because they recognized that he was the Christ, the anointed one. Even when we go through our most debilitating uh, illnesses, it does not fall outside of the realm of God's healing. Matthew 8 and 14, it says, Jesus went home with Peter and saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in the bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. Then she got up and served him. He said, greater things will we do. Sometimes you just got to lay hands on your family members. Lay hands on your loved ones. Lay hands on those who are sick and shut in. (laughs) She got up and she served him. See, sometimes when we go through stuff, and God heals us, we forget. We turn our back. We, We walk away. But she turned around and she served him. She has such gratitude for what he did and his healing touch that she turned that she served him. Jeremiah 17 and 14, it says, Heal me, Lord, and I'll be healed. Save me and I'll be saved. 
for you are my heart's desire. (laughs) You want to be healed? Thank God. He rewards a grateful heart. Thank him. Thank him. Worship him. Praise him. Matthew 9, 28 through 30. It says, when he came into the house, the blind man approached him. Jesus said to him, do you believe I can do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then Jesus touched their eyes and said, it will happen for you just as you have believed. Their eyes were opened. Then Jesus sternly warned them, make sure nobody knows about this. They were blind, but he said, it will happen for you just as you have believed. Sometimes we just got to believe on God. We got to believe on God. And at that time, he told them, make sure nobody knows this because it wasn't quite his time to be exposed. But he wanted to he wanted to give them healing because they were believing. Malachi 4 and 2, it says, But the Son of Righteousness will rise on those revering my name. Healing will be in the wings, so that you will go forth and jump about like calves in the stall. Healing begins with a spirit of reverence. Reverence the Lord. Open your heart to God. Open your heart to him and you will be leaping with joy and healed. Matthew 9, 6 through 7, it says, But so you will know that the human one has authority on the earth to to forgive sin, he said to the man who was paralyzed. Get up, take up your cot and go home. The man got up and he went home. There is no ailment. I don't care what we go through, paralysis in our body, paralysis in our soul. There is nothing that is impossible for God to heal. I don't care how far gone you are. We are subject to the cleansing power of the Holy Spirit. The word of God says in Luke 6 and 19, it says the whole crowd wanted to touch him because power was going out from him and he was healing everyone. Pray, pray, pray. I want you to hear me. And don't doubt his power. The enemy wants us to doubt the power of God. Now, I want to end with this. I went longer than I thought I would, but I'm going to end now. But I want to encourage you. I am getting up every morning at 5 a.m. for prayer. I am getting up every evening at 7 p.m. for prayer, and I am concentrating my prayer on the family, on the family. So I want those who are hearing, if God compels you on the family and the ministry, let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. Those of you who feel compelled to join and can join your faith, I'm telling you, God is moving. God is moving in a mighty way. And I thank him for it. All right. I love you all. Have a beautifully blessed day. I intended to come on here and encourage you. I thought I was going to be on here for 15 and 20 minutes. 
But God had other plans. Amen. All right. I love you. Don't forget. Rewind. Go back. Get those scriptures. And I may later today just come and just give you the list of the scriptures. But get those scriptures. We got to stand on the word. That's where our power is. Power in prayer and the word. All right. Love you all. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.